Hi, guys, and welcome to the Healthified Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah McLaughlin, holistic health coach, writer, and wellness entrepreneur who has, for over 15 years, delved deeply into my passions of nutrition and health. Before we get started, this episode of Healthified is brought to you by our sister company, Gratified, a natural foods company I launched in order to make a more impactful change in the packaged food space. Our products are made with real food ingredients and blood sugar balance in mind. For a discount off of our products, visit gratisfied.com and use the promo code HEALTHIFIED at checkout. Today's episode marks the final episode of season two, and I thought it would be fun to share a replay of a podcast for which I was interviewed. The Unstrictly Business podcast, hosted by Callie, is all about navigating business without the burnout. To be honest, there are many times over the past few years I have felt burnt out, but I will share ways I encourage myself to keep going and why I believe so strongly in work-life balance. In our conversation, we also discuss how my path as a wellness entrepreneur unfolded and the mindsets I had to adopt to get to where I am today, the hardships I had to overcome starting out as an entrepreneur and how I found my confidence manifestation and how to recognize universal tests on your path to getting what you want and why I believe launching Gratified has been exactly what I needed in order to grow into a higher version of myself. Let's head to our chat. Hi guys. So I'm Sarah McLaughlin. I am a holistic health coach and wellness entrepreneur and more relatively recently the founder of Gratified, which is a natural foods company, which was kind of born out of my health coaching experience. Um, and we can get into that a bit later, but I've, I'm also a cookbook author and I live in Richmond, Virginia with my husband currently and know Callie from being in Richmond and her finding my bar. So I'm just very excited to be on the podcast today. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here, Sarah. Thank you again for taking the time to talk with us. I feel like you have a wealth of knowledge to share with our listeners. So this will be a fun episode. Yeah. So we talked a little bit before we dove into the episode and you told me that you grew up with parents that were pretty strict and pretty traditional. Your dad wanted you to be a doctor or go into business. So I'm wondering if you kind of always had a passion for health and wellness mm. or if this is something that popped up later in life? Yeah, great question. So yes, I actually probably didn't know what an entrepreneur was until my 20s. My parents were older, more traditional, and you know they had kind of always set their sights for me on doing going down a more traditional career path. My dad always kind of, you know, the doctor, business, lawyer route um, in order to, you know, have the steady pay and the health insurance and all of that. And I, you know, I, I'm sure other people out there would, that would resonate with them. And I think it's always coming from a good place. But so when I got to college and I was trying to figure out my major, I felt very limited in what I could choose because it was just a general liberal arts education. And so, you know, it filled those more generalized major buckets like English, econ, history, things like that. And so I was like, well, I don't really like to write papers, which is ironic because I love writing now. So I'll choose econ. And, you know, I'm very left brain, logical thinking. Um, and so I thought that that would be like the best choice for me. So when I actually had my first internship up in New York City for a men's fashion company, actually, and I was kind of in that business world, I realized very quickly that that was not what I wanted to do. So I remember my parents picked me up from New York City early before my internship was supposed to be over because I was just very unhappy. And I decided that I would actually finish off my econ major and then go back and get my master's in education because I wanted to be an elementary school teacher. Um, my mom was a teacher, my grandmother was a teacher, and I was like, well, obviously this just fits the bill. So I spent two years actually getting my master's in education. And when I graduated, it was 2010 and the education recession tends to lag the economic recession by about two years. So long story short, I couldn't find a teaching job. So I had to fall back on my econ major and I entered the world of uh, banking. So I got a job in equity research, which is about as boring as it sounds. And I spent kind of two years bouncing around in various positions at this big corporate bank. 
And, you know, I never really found my footing, except it was there in this position where I really tapped into an outlet of nutrition and health and wellness. And, you know, to be completely honest, I didn't always have an interest in health and wellness. Um, I think when I got to college, it was more about, oh, I want to avoid gaining the freshman 15. So I would, you know, read a lot of magazines and I worked out all the time and I was very confused about what health even was back then. And so when I was at this, in this banking job, I started a healthy living blog and I would just kind of in the off hours, in the mornings, in the evenings, just kind of write about recipes. You know, I did love to cook um, and try new things. I would write about workouts and, you know, just other health related topics. And I absolutely loved it. And so I think that was the first time I actually experienced the major contrast between doing something that that doesn't align with you and you feel like you kind of have to drag yourself through and doing something that really aligns with your heart and your passion and it almost, you get into this flow state with it. And so the more I kept blogging, the harder it became going to the banking job every day until I reached a breaking point and I actually left that job and I got a job at a natural food startup here in Richmond that was relatively new at the time. And it was more in line with my passion and interests. But again, it was it was still um, a sales and marketing job. I won't get into it. That um, didn't align with me. And so long story short, that kind of began my path to try and find something that fully aligned and that I could be a little bit more entrepreneurial with. Oh, wow. I love that whole journey because it's so interesting to think back to like where we started. And yeah, I definitely remember being in college and being like, I don't know what to do. I just know what I like. And yeah, I'm an English major. And everybody just kept telling me, you're never going to get a job with an English major. Everybody, English major is the worst major to have because you could never make any money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I think it can be hard with that like societal pressure. Did when you started working with for the natural foods company, were your parents kind of like, what are you doing? Or where did oh, they absolutely. You at that point? Yeah, I could tell very quickly that my mom was confused and my dad was disappointed. Um, and uh, you know, and it was just it was such a different role and such a different culture. And um, you know, thank goodness that this natural foods startup offered me health insurance because if they didn't, I'm sure my dad would never have talked to me again. But, you know, to leave a big corporate bank that's very safe and the fact that I got bonuses and all the benefits to something that was just getting off of the ground and there was still so much uncertainty about it, they just couldn't understand that. But that's what excited me about it because I was like, you know, the potential here is limitless in terms of the path that this could unfold towards. And so, you know, I think that I've always been very stubborn and, um, and I love my parents very much, but their disapproval of me has never stopped me from doing what I want to do, you know, within the realm of, you know, safety and, um, you know, legal matters. But, you know, so I just think that I was going to do it anyway, and they just kind of had to accept it. Yeah, I think that definitely is something that a lot of entrepreneurs go through or just like even career change people that change their careers in general where mm-hmm. either parents or friends being like, what are you doing? Why? And so do you think that it was like really your stubbornness that was like, whatever, I'm going to do what I want? Or did you have to like work through anything to help convince yourself it's okay, like I'm doing the right thing? Yeah. And I think a lot of people struggle with this. And I, there's people in my life where I can kind of see that they're still very tied to the, their parents' approval. And they allow that to really dictate the way that they live their lives. And I want to be very clear, don't get me wrong. My parents' approval was always very important to me, especially my father's. And you know, my father isn't even actually alive anymore. And I still find myself kind of doing things with the thought and belief of like wanting him to be proud of me. So that was always still a part of what I would do. But I think at the same time, I always knew that like this was my life that I was going to have to live. And so, you know, while that might've been some background noise in terms of like maybe having a little anxiety or doubt about whether I was making the right choice because my parents didn't approve of it. I think I've always just known that I couldn't, let that stop me, 
if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's important for anybody out there listening, wondering if they want to go after their dreams to hear that and to know that definitely is hard in the beginning. And I'm sure you had doubts because I'm sure your dad was a successful guy who had his own <laughs> ideas about life who, and he knew what worked for him. Um, right. It's really important to think about what works for you. So at this point, are you a few years post-college when you're working for this natural foods company and you start thinking about going more into coaching? Yeah. So it was actually this position that kind of inspired me to really want to go down that path because I was in the sales and marketing role for this company. And so what that meant at the time for such a small startup is like I would be the person that would be demoing the product at various retail locations and was kind of more customer facing. So I was having a lot of conversations with customers day in, day out about this product, but also about nutrition and healthy eating in general. It was actually a product and a company focused around chia seeds, which back in 2013, a lot of people still hadn't heard of chia seeds. So I was kind of the ones explaining like about chia seeds and then about superfoods in general and then about nutrition. And it became very clear to me that there was... Um, still a lot of confusion about what good nutrition entailed, not only from a blanket approach perspective, which there is no blanket approach to nutrition, but also like in terms of what people need to do for themselves as individuals. And then simultaneously, I actually, through a friend, got connected to this health coach up in New York City who was running this online course that was focused on blood sugar balance. And so my friend was like, I think you should take this course. I think it should, would really interest you. I had kind of been complaining about some health ailments, if you will, um, like fatigue and just poor skin and poor sleep. And so, you know, and some bloating and digestive issues. And she was like, I think you would learn a lot. So I signed up for this course and this health coach who is also a friend and has been a mentor to me throughout the years, she just really inspired me. And I was like, I want to do that. And so um, that's where she kind of connected me with the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which was, it's an online health coaching certification program. And so I was actually doing that in my final months of working for this company and just getting more and more excited about the possibility of being a health coach and actually building a business. And it really helped to kind of see someone else actually doing that work too. So I kind of gained that confidence that it was possible. That's so awesome. I think the power of having somebody in your life who's like doing it or seeing someone mm -hmm. else. And even I know for me, when I see someone doing what I want to do, it makes me be like, okay, if they can do it, I can do it. Um, yeah, exactly. I call them expanders. I'm really big on um, like manifestation stuff. And so I think like the term in the manifestation, like woo woo world is like expanders. Like if you can see someone else doing it, then you know, it's absolutely possible. And so, you know, I always have this mantra to myself. If I see someone else doing what, you know, it's never going to be exactly what you want to do because you really have to take your path and make it your own. But it's like, if they can do it, I can too. Or if they've achieved that, then I can too. Or why not me? So it's like, pumping yourself up and empowering yourself to believe that you can. Yeah, I love that. That's definitely something I want to dive into later because I'm really big on mindset and manifesting what you want and how like non-business mm -hmm. activities relate to business activities and how it all goes into yeah. the success of your business. So I think that's a really important point that we will touch on in a little, but yeah. so you got, get this health coaching certification and you just go make a website. Are you trying to get clients before you quit this job or are you just kind of waiting to see what happens? Yeah. So I think it became very clear. So I ended up being with this natural foods company for about exactly a year and it became very clear in the last few months, both to myself and to the company that uh, my heart wasn't in it to support this company. And as a startup, like the people on your team, I mean, I have one, right? Like you have to, on the other side of it, you have to have confidence in your team that they are going to work really hard for you because it's a long road and that they're gonna be in it with you on a day-to-day -day basis. And so when that became clear to the company, 
they decided to, you know, say goodbye to me, which rightfully so. I mean, I, I think, you know, it's one of those things that sounds cliche now that when you get let go or fired from a job, like when you're actually in it, it's one of the scariest experiences that you might go through, but it's always in hindsight being like, that was the biggest blessing. So, because I don't think, you know, from a financial fear perspective that even though like I was thinking to myself, I need to leave this company, I need to leave this company. I don't think that I would have made that choice. So the fact that they made it for me just made it a lot easier. And so when that happened, I had to really hustle to basically, I mean, I had to like move out of my apartment at the time because I couldn't afford it anymore. I had to get some other part-time jobs in order to pay the bills. Luckily, a friend's dad like found out what happened and like made me his secretary <laughs> and like gave me health insurance. So I, I like think about all that all the time about how that, um, that man was just such an angel in my life at the time. And, you know, it was like one of the periods where I was eating a lot of peanut butter sandwiches for dinner. Like it was just, it was, it wasn't fun, but it was because when you get your net pulled out from under your feet, you're forced to kind of go after what it is you're meant to go after. And, you know, back to my parents, like I remember telling my mom, like, oh, I'm going to build a health coaching business. And she was just like, what do you mean? Like, you're going to have to get clients, like just so confused. Like, cause I just don't think entrepreneurship was something that they were familiar with. And it just seemed like, why would you ever choose that path? And so it actually six months later, when I was going through that, I met my husband and I'm not afraid to say that he lifted me up to a point and gave me confidence that I probably never would have found on my own. And he is very entrepreneurial minded and, you know, was just basically that voice that I had never heard before of like, you can do anything that you want to do and, you know, I'll support you along the way. And it was just a huge game changer. And I don't think that I would be doing, I know I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now without him. So not only because he is my business partner in this endeavor, but just because he gave me that um, emotional support at the very beginning. Yeah, I think that is also important to share. And I thank you for being honest about the kind of hardships that come through when you have your own business. I'm kind of going through a similar thing right now, just like starting my business. And I was blogging for this one company who ended up not having the marketing budget anymore to keep me on and she couldn't give me two weeks notice. And it was just a message one day being like, we can't work together anymore. And I think those moments are really hard and you kind of, I mean, like it's stressful financially, but then pushing through and knowing that things are going to be okay and believing in yourself, like as cliche as it sounds, I think is important and it's great for other people to be hearing this who are maybe going through those beginning parts of business where it's still scary but seeing you now with this incredible company that is all in like states across the u.s and you've brought on some incredible team members that i also want to talk about too so yeah and i want to say something else about that because i also want to be very clear that you know even at that point to where I am now, there were a lot of hurdles and roadblocks along the way. And to kind of talk more about the mindset, woo-woo manifestation side of things, I firmly believe that when your esteem, your self-esteem isn't meeting the point where you need to be, the universe will send you tests. So um, for example, you know, when I was really trying to get my health coaching practice off of the ground, I actually got offered a position, full-time position with like a salary and benefits at this company that hired me as a health coach, right? So it was very exciting because my certification and my work as a health coach was being recognized by this corporation. I was being hired, but about a month or two in, I realized how much um, I didn't want to be there. It was, you know, long, a different story for a different day, but it was not the type of work that I that I wanted to do. And it didn't align with my philosophy of what I wanted to teach. So I was only there for three months. And then after that, I actually got presented this opportunity to open a fitness studio, a bar studio here in Richmond. And I jumped on it because again, you know, there, it was still entrepreneurial, but there were elements of this business that made it more of a safe choice. And I think I, was, I still had a lot of fear around what I wanted to do in the health and wellness space in terms of nutrition and um, now where I am with Gratified. But 
I, I jumped on that opportunity. And, I, and again, I wasn't, I ended up parting ways with that a little over two years later, because it, again, it wasn't aligning with my heart. And so I think that it's, there's going to be those tests and there's going to be those experiences and those things offered. And so it's really learning how to know like what you're settling for um, and what you need to say no to in order to make your dreams happen. Yeah, that is super interesting to hear how that's affected you. And I totally agree. I feel like I know my life is going towards something big when a lot, when shit hits the fan. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like either you get presented with something that is like a safe choice that you know you can take or Mm -hmm. like, I just remember I was living in France and when I first moved there, I actually had the worst day ever. And I remember feeling like, okay, like life is just testing me. Like, do I really want to make this big move to a different place? Like, but then after that, it ended up being the best thing ever. But I don't know if it's just me that has really bad luck when I go through something big. That <laughs> it's but part of it. It's part of it for sure. I would love to hear like some of your like wellness activities or mindset activities, things that kind of rituals that help you stay in that healthy mindset or mm-hmm. any like manifestation tools you use that you think could be helpful to other people. I would love to learn more about it. Yeah. So when I was an owner of this bar studio and actually I had just gotten married. So this was 2015. 2015 was a big year for me. So we just, um, I just gotten married. We'd moved houses. I just had opened this bar studio with my best friend, like on the outside, everything looked fabulous. Like it looked perfect, but for some reason I was very unhappy and not very unhappy. I just could tell that there was like some dissonance between like, there was just something wasn't right. And I ended up like one day I remember Googling like, what is an uplifting podcast? I don't know why. I just felt like I needed a resource to kind of like pick me up. And I came across, um, if anyone's ever heard of it, The Lively Show. And long story short, her podcast actually ended up evolving to talk a lot about manifestation. And it, you know, I had seen The Secret, but that is basically that is basically the extent of what my knowledge of manifestation was, but she went all into it just about kind of like beliefs and, you know, aligning your thoughts with what you want and not what you don't want because the universe provides, you know, it's, it's taking like your thoughts are powerful kind of to the next level and something just clicked for me. And I, dove right into all of this inner work. I, um, I did a lot of, you know, journaling and meditating and just kind of learning about manifestation and everything that, you know, came along with it. And, and that really started kind of like my bigger work of aligning with finding alignment, I guess, with my true self. I felt like, you know, I had lived in the same town city that I had grown up in. And so I felt like I was changing. I felt like I was evolving into someone besides what I, what other people that I had grown up with and my parents included expected of me. And so, you know, I'm only able to kind of verbalize this in hindsight because at the time, you know, I just knew that I was going through something. And so I remember then actually in the summer of 2017, um, my husband and I decided to go to Europe and backpack for two and a half months. And that experience completely changed my life. It was like the first time like out of my bubble of what I've, what I'd grown up in. And I had never felt my truest self. And I think it was just because I was away from all of these associative triggers of keeping me in a place of what I thought I should be. And instead I got very clear on what I wanted out of life. And so when I came back shortly thereafter, I parted ways with the bar studio and decided to go all in in my health coaching practice. And I think that's really important for people to hear because when I was trying to build my practice about two years prior, it felt like a really big struggle and there was still a lot of fear and anxiety about it. But then when I was able to kind of two years later, really make that shift and that commitment and put all of my energy and focus into what I wanted to build with and there was still fear there, don't get me wrong, but it was just more of a confidence that went along with it. 
I was able to finally build my dream business that I had always imagined. And, you know, so to this day, I still do a lot of reading of spiritual books, you know, like Eckhart Tolle and Michael Singer. And, you know, I re- I have like a spiritual book that's, you know, what I call like the self-help book every morning. That's how I start my morning. And I, I do do some journaling. Now it looks more like just simplified gratitude journaling because I like to stay in a place of gratitude. But, you know, I'll do some vision boards every now and then. I've kind of gotten my husband into doing one too. And so I just tend to focus on my energy and my beliefs around myself, especially when it comes to business. I'm a very like non-conventional business person when it comes to those things. Like it's less about, you know, the numbers and the spreadsheets and all that. It all matters, but I'm like, does this feel good? And if it doesn't feel good, then I have to reevaluate. I love that. I think that is something that's really important. And if you trust your intuition, then I think Mm -hmm. that will eventually guide you. And saying like going back two years, even though you felt like I want this, maybe there were like those things that you learned in your childhood about like being safe and having a stable job. And so I think it's really easy to have those things in the back of your mind. Like, is this right? Is this right? So going to Europe and kind of like pushing that fear out of the way and being like, Hey, I am really ready for this. It's just crazy. The difference between like the two launches that you had. Yeah. And more about trusting your intuition, you know, especially going back to what I said about listening to the lively show, you know, that, Jess Lively, her big thing is about listening to your inner voice, which is also your intuition. And so she kind of taught me, A, that we have an intuition and B, um, how to use it as a tool to kind of make choices, figure things out. Um, And so she does, you know, what's called these like inner voice sessions and journaling to your inner voice. And like, if you have a question or a problem, no matter how big or small, you know, write about it because your inner voice will always have the answer. Um, And the more that you can kind of get out of your head and into your body and into your heart, you can always know that you have all the answers that you need. And so I got really into that in terms of what my journaling practice took shape as because, and I just got to know myself. Like I think having that quiet space in the morning for just me, you know, it was something that I had never done before. Like typically I would just like wake up and then work out right away and then like be in this zoom mode. And I just never grounded myself into really getting to know who I was. And so that was a big part of my practice as well. Thank you. I think that will all be really helpful for other people out there, maybe like wanting a taste of manifesting or listening better to themselves or who are deeper in on their journey and hearing how other people are doing it. So thanks for sharing that. So now at this point, you have the health coaching business of your dreams. You write a cookbook and things are going pretty well. But when does Gratified kind of come into the picture? Yeah. So you're exactly right. I was health coaching. And then at the end of 2018 is when I got my cookbook deal. And writing a cookbook was always a dream of mine. In fact, it was always on my vision board. And so I was so excited to get this project. And with this publisher I was working with, um, it came with a very aggressive deadline schedule. I mean, I basically had to write and test everything within three months, which is insane. Normally it's about a year, a year and a half. And so with that came like the need to put kind of my health coaching practice on the back burner, which, you know, was bittersweet, but it was also at the same time, you know, something that I'm still, I still remain very passionate about, but it, as an introvert and as an empath, working one-on-one in something that can be super emotional can be very draining for me. So it was almost kind of a relief to be able to kind of like take a little break and do this cookbook. And throughout this process, I realized how much I loved working with food. I love working with people, but I love working with food. And so at the end of writing this cookbook, I almost kind of felt a little lost because I didn't necessarily want to go back to just health coaching full-time. Writing the cookbook was very rewarding, but it was very hard and grueling. I mean, I'm talking like I was up at 4 a.m., like baking cookies, and you know, there was a lot of trial and error with a lot of the recipes. And so 
at the turn of the new year into 2019, my husband and I were kind of talking about like what was next for us in terms of our career. And he was like, well, you created this bar um, that people just like absolutely love. And at the same time, there was this like commercial kitchen that was opening up in the Richmond area to support small food businesses. And he was like, you know, just all these pieces were falling into place. And he was like, I think we have something here. And as soon as he said that, I immediately had a lot of resistance. I was like, absolutely not. I am not launching a natural foods company. I had been in the natural foods world and it, you know, did not align with me, so to speak. And I also saw how hard that road was to be able to like build a brand in that way. So I was like, you're crazy. And, you know, and, and then I realized that as soon as I was, that resistance was showing up, that a lot of it was old fears, old stories, old beliefs. And I was like, because I had done so much work on myself and trying to be more present and open, I was like, hmm, maybe I can just do a little experiment. Like maybe I can see like what would happen if I dropped all those old stories and I just stayed open and I just see what happened. So that's what I did. I was like, okay, but you know, if I'm doing this, you're doing this with me and I'm not going to put the same old pressure on myself that I have for 33 years. And, you know, as soon as it makes me unhappy, then I'm stopping. And so that's what I did. I just kind of like stayed open with it. I remember like sharing on my Instagram stories that I was now selling these bars. And if anyone wanted to buy one, like you can Venmo me. Like it was very, it was very informal and probably not the way to go. A lot of people go about it. Um, But then it just sort of took off. And, you know, that's not to say that there hasn't been hard days and there hasn't been moments where I have been unhappy, but when I can kind of look at the greater picture, it kind of keeps me going. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think that is the overall important thing because I think in any business, you're going to have bad days and you're going to have doubts about, should I keep going? But I think listening to your intuition, like you said before, and just like focusing on the overall holistic view of your business is also really important. Yeah. I mean, and I work with a life coach and she is absolutely amazing. And she kind of supports me in this journey of kind of doing this inner work and increasing my consciousness and improving my meditation or not improving my meditation practice, but just strengthening it. And, you know, I remember telling her one day that I feel as if gratified is for the first time in my life, something that has forced me to become more conscious, more present. And like for that reason, I know it's exactly where I need to be. And just kind of seeing the difference in myself now versus two years ago. I mean, I remember like I would get a bad customer feedback review or something. And luckily those don't come very often. But when they did back then, I remember like literally bursting into tears and like having a panic attack on the floor and being like, this is going to fail, you know, and just right away going to that extreme fear mindset. And now I feel like if I, you know, get something, you know, negative that comes my way, I'm able to be like, look at it with a little bit more curiosity and be like, huh, like, okay, like what is, what do I, how do I need to respond here? And so I feel as if Gratified has completely taught me about the power of controlling your reactions and controlling your thoughts and coming from a more empowered place and from a less like reactive place. Oh, you're sharing so much good wisdom. (laughs) These are really, I love doing this podcast because I just feel like every single one is like a mini mentor session, (laughs) just like with all these incredible business owners. Um, so from Venmo, getting people to just like buy your bars through Venmo after that, did you kind of was first steps like building a website or like finding the right packaging? I know like we interviewed the founder of Vibes and he said when he started a drink company, he was like, I have no idea anything about packaging. I don't know about Mm -hmm. modeling. So what was kind of your first step there? Oh, it was so hard. It still is. So I had built a couple of businesses before, um, obviously with health coaching and, and then with the bar studio too. And so I kind of knew those initial steps in order to start something. And I actually love that part of entrepreneurship, which I'm like kind of a serial fire fire starter now. And 
but yes, I had like a website developer already, you know, on in my Rolodex, if you will. So she helped me put together a website with like an e-commerce platform. And then yes, with packaging, I had absolutely no idea what to do. I ended up like reaching out to somebody um, who I knew had kind of started up or had done like a granola bar product in the past, but you know, it was like the clear bags with like the stickers on it. So in order to kind of like polish things up a bit, that took a little bit more work. And I am someone who's very impatient with that type of things. Like I'm not like good at like shopping around or like doing, like, I just like kind of want results now. And so there was probably a lot of things I did wrong with that. But then my, one of my first hires actually was this girl I knew from my high school and, you know, friend of a friend. And she had had experience kind of in the, um, in this world. And so she came on board with a lot of knowledge in packaging and how to do all this stuff. And so she has been amazing at kind of coming in with that operational knowledge. And that's why, you know, it's a prime example of hiring people, whatever your needs are, hiring people that know what to do, even if you don't. Yeah. I think that is something that I've heard for hiring is you always want to hire somebody that can kind of fill in those gaps that you've had. Um, if you don't know about production, it's really great to hire somebody that has yeah. on that. Um, and hiring was something I wanted to talk about with you because I saw that one of, I don't know if this is who you're just talking about, but someone worked for Rebel. We had another girl that worked for Sakara, which are like two really big wellness brands. So I was like, wow, this is so amazing that she's gotten to work with those people. And so I was wondering how that kind of came about and what you learned from hiring. Yeah. So Taylor, my head of operations, she um, came to me from Sakara and um, she was obviously living in New York City at the time and felt the need to come back home to Richmond, Virginia. And so she had um, one of my best friends was a good family friend of hers. And so she connected us because Taylor wanted to kind of talk to me about, you know, the health and wellness space here in Richmond and was just exploring her options. And it was through that conversation where I was like, well, you know, I'm probably going to have a need for, you know, some type of right-hand man down the road. And I would, um, you know, absolutely, I was thinking to myself during this conversation, like, oh, I would absolutely love to hire you. I, we weren't at that place yet from a business perspective. So, so it was nothing that I like, you know, said, you know, I wasn't like you're hired on the spot, but through more conversations and when it became clear that she was going to move back to Richmond, um, then, you know, we made it official and um, she did come on board and it, it was one of the best things for our business because she has been such an asset and it did come with a lot of knowledge. And we also like work really well together and bouncing off ideas. And I think for the longest time I had, even when I was launching Gratified and, and doing it with my husband, it was still a lot of it that was just me on my own. And I'd always said, like, especially with health coaching, like I'm a solopreneur, like I do work really well individually. Um, I'm not one of those people that like has to work in a group or whatever. But I think that there's something to be said of when you have people around you working towards the same goal with the same values in mind to be able to share and bounce ideas off of and check you when you uh, might rush on things or what have you like that's that's a very powerful thing and so I'm very grateful for my team and then yes my sales manager has worked in the CPG space for years and so she definitely comes with a lot of knowledge in that way so you know, I've made a lot of mistakes on the hiring route and I've also made um, a lot of good choices. And sometimes you just, you don't really know until, you know, you, you have experience with it. So it is probably one of the hardest things about being an entrepreneur and building a company is kind of that human team building side of things. Yeah. I think that it's, I mean, I'm definitely an idea person and I think hearing of your story that I'm similar in the way that I have a good idea and I love creating it and I love mm -hmm. doing the branding and building something and then the actual running of it. I mean, I still love what I do, but it's a whole different set of skills and for sure. also managing people. I had hired somebody that helped me just like part-time and 
I loved her and she was really great, but sometimes it was hard for me to be like her boss and to feel like we weren't not just like friends. And I didn't know yeah. her before, but I like met her through my sister. And so I just, it was hard for me to like be the boss. So yeah, managing people is it's definitely, it still is. And it will always be one of the hardest parts of, of this. And you know, and I, and I feel as if you have to just kind of have compassion and show yourself grace and know that everyone's doing the best they can at any given time. And, you know, I feel as if like, that is one of my strengths in terms of like relating to others and, you know, showing that compassionate side, but it's also, it it can be one of the most challenging things. Definitely. So I, this is kind of like, (laughs) not like we don't have to go into like details with this question at all but uh-huh. um for funding like where most of it coming from like your health coaching were you just like waiting for the point to be okay with your health coaching to like dive really deep into satisfied or was mm. it more like friends and family funding or so when i parted ways with the bar studio you know i had some given i had an, you know invested in that business before i had had some capital from that experience that i was able to put towards gratified and so a lot of it you know was self funded at the beginning and then you know at the at the end of 2019 early 2020 we did a little capital raise for friends and family so that's where some additional funds came in but yeah that's been a very interesting side of the business too Yeah, I think that is something that's hard as you grow and especially with like a product-based business where, I mean, a lot goes into getting your bars into a bunch of different stores around the U.S. And I think that's a lot of networking and creating the product itself. Like I'm sure every week or whenever you do production, you have to make a certain number of bars and Mm -hmm. you either can sell them or you don't. So what has been like something that has really affected your sales and the marketing tactics that you think have really worked for helping Gratified grow? Yeah. So again, I tend to think of myself as a very non-conventional entrepreneur in that, um, you know, I, I definitely, even though I have an econ degree, I don't have a business degree by any means. And I, and my husband actually has an MBA. So this is how he thinks. Whereas I tend to take on a more woo woo manifestation view of it where I'm like, I am just out here pouring my heart into something and sharing with people something that made my life so much better as bold of a statement as that is to kind of characterize um, a nutrition bar, but I did. And And so I'm like, you know, if I'm just sharing this with the world, then, you know, if you build it, they will come type of thing, which isn't always how it works, but has given me the confidence to stay in it, even when things get hard. And so, you know, I think what I really love and what I'm very passionate about is building a story. And I feel as if we have a very unique amazing story. And in terms of a natural foods company being started by someone who um, has a lot of nutritional knowledge, but also like one of the most pickiest people when it comes to packaged foods, like literally I never ate bars before this one because I just thought that all of the bars on the market were crap and 99% of them are. And so I knew that like, you know, life sometimes calls for situations where you're going to need a bar, whether that's like you're on the go or you're on a plane or you're on vacation or what have you, you're just busy with your children. And so I do think that there can be a world where convenience and nutrition can coexist. And so I want to be a part of that change because unfortunately the way that our food industry stands now there's still a long way that we need to go, but, you know, and it's just, it's things like that where, you know, when you get into the day to day nitty gritty grind of like, okay, what lever do you need to pull on the marketing side or the sales side or the operation side in order to get the numbers that you're trying to achieve? Like I try and make it into a little bit of more of a game than like getting so lost in the analysis of it and just, think about this is like fun. And you know what, like, how can I share my story to the point that's going to resonate with the most people and get my message across very clearly. And that's why, you know, we do the online magazine, we do the podcast because the education side of things 
is so important to me. And I've always said, like, I'm not just a food company. I'm a philosophy. I want Gratified to be a lifestyle brand. I want it to represent something. I want it to be a platform for change and a platform for educating on blood sugar balance and metabolic science and things like that. And I think the more that you can establish people's why for wanting to choose your product over another one, the better that is. Yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, I going back to like you not being able to find a bar that really worked for you. I, I mean, that's how I felt when I found gratified that like it mm-hmm. every single box that I wanted, um, out of a bar. And I am, I mean, being a vegetarian, I don't have a super easy source of protein to go to. Yeah. So I do have to eat a lot of protein bars in like the mid afternoon when I start to get hangry because like my blood sugar is dropping. Yeah. So knowing that I have like a bar like gratified that is made with like whole ingredients and I know everything I'm eating and is I like I don't know I have this weird thing with stevia I just don't like it and monthly right. is, it's so I don't know like I've never noticed a difference and so uh-huh. just like every single thing that I wanted in a bar I was like wow this is all it's doing so anybody listening to this you can go to the <laughs> and try for yourself a lot personally really impressed by the bars oh thank um, you but I think everything you're saying about sharing and making it more of a brand and your own life, like how that has played into it and what you've learned as through your own health experiences is really important and something I'm excited. I wanted to listen to your podcast because when I was researching a little bit before I saw that you just launched it. Yeah. Um, So that's exciting. Thank you. Yeah. And it's just across, um, I, I love holistic health, obviously, and I love nutrition, but I think that there's so much more that goes into health in terms of those various aspects of life that play into what wellness means. And so, you know, we talk everything from, you know, mindfulness to more fitness related topics to obviously the healthy cooking and things like that. So it's, it's a good one. I will definitely give it a listen then. Um, so we're reaching the end of our time. And uh-huh. I just wanted to ask if you had anything you wanted to share that you felt like you didn't get to talk about or where you see Gratified going in these next few years. Yeah. So, you know, and I think we touched a little bit on kind of the blood sugar balancing foundation of it. And I, and I think that's really important since it's such a big part of our message. And, you know, blood sugar balance was always a very important part of my nutritional philosophy that I would preach to my health coaching clients. And so that kind of played into the resistance that I had to launch this business as well, because my philosophy was, you know, eat real food, don't eat packaged foods. And obviously now I'm a realist. I understand that life presents these opportunities where you can't always cook everything you're going to eat. You're going to have to choose food that's made for you sometimes that does come in a package. So when those opportunities present themselves, it's really important to be aware of what you're eating, reading labels and ingredients, and knowing that when you read a label, it's not about the calories, right? It's about the list of ingredients and the number of sugars that's in your product. There's still a lot of confusion around that and archaic way of thinking, but, you know, I know firsthand kind of, you know, I actually wear a continuous glucose monitor. And so it's been super amazing and powerful to see that when I eat one of our bars, like has a very minimal blood sugar response. And so I always knew that because I created this recipe from that, but it's just like to be able to see it in that scientific way is, has been so great and just kind of strengthened my message. And so that's just something I want to say about the packaged food industry in general is just to be aware and you know, I think I I never saw myself doing this, but now that I'm in it, I understand that it's a part of my calling and to be able to create a brand that people can trust in the packaged food space. And so I think that goes a lot into where I see us going, because I think that there are so many categories in the packaged food space that still needs a lot of help. And so, you know, I'm someone who can kind of live up in the clouds when it comes to launching new products of like, let's do this and let's do that and let's do this. And that's where Taylor, my head of operations kind of has to bring me down to earth. And she's like, slow your roll. Like we need to take one step at a time. Like, let's just focus on this one thing for right now. Um, So I do have big dreams and ambitions for it on where I want to go. It's just, obviously we're getting a little bit better at 
at, you know, getting things out faster. It just people like I was even saying today, like you have no idea how long it takes to do packaging. Like this oat bar that we just launched. I don't know if you've seen that at Elwood's yet, but we've been working on that product for over a year and it's still not fully out into the world yet because we're waiting on our packaging to be done. And it's just like in this world, like so much of what you need to do to push things forward depends on other people's response times to you. And so if people are getting like worse and worse at responding to emails, I swear these days, but you know, that's okay. Um, everything will come in its due time, but yeah. So I think it's just being, um, a household name that people can trust and knowing that when you read our ingredients, you will understand everything that's on that list. But also if you like forget to read the ingredients, you can trust that you're putting something really great and high quality into your body and just kind of pulling all of these things, together in terms of, you know, through healthified and gratified and really being this name that people can turn to as a resource for health and wellness. That is so amazing, Sarah. I definitely, (laughs) I feel like blood sugar is having a moment right now. I don't know if it's just me. (laughs) It should have a moment. It's very important. (laughs) Yes. I think like, I've just heard like more wellness people that I follow be talking more about blood sugar and like how that plays into everything and sleep and waking up in the middle of the night because your blood sugar drops. And I know that I have a really, I'm really sensitive to carbohydrates. And so I have to be careful about, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm all about balance. And I know sometimes I'm going to eat a huge bowl of pasta and going to feel like really tired after, but yeah, it was worth it to go to an Italian dinner with my friends. But for the other times where I don't want to feel like crap in the middle of the afternoon, being able to have a, option that isn't going to make me feel junky is really nice. So I'm so excited about the future of gratitude. Truly when I tried your bar, I was expecting to go and find like a hundred thousand follower Instagram account and like this, like to be like a huge brand that I just had like never seen. And so when I saw that you were in Richmond, I was like, I have to reach out to Sarah. Yeah. I'm so glad you did. Yeah. (laughs) Just see a lot of like, I mean, you're already doing amazing, but just like potential for it being even bigger. Like, I don't know. So thanks for coming on. And yeah. the last thing I just ask is if you have any way that people can contact you to like learn more about Gratiside or yourself. Yeah, you. absolutely. So we are um, just gratified.com and that's G-R-A-T-I-S-F-I-E-D.com and just at gratified on Instagram. Um, and we also have our online magazine, Healthified, which is just healthified.com. And then, you know, you can find me on my kind of more health coaching Instagram, which I don't keep up. I do story, but I don't do as much static posts these days, but that's just my name at Sarah McLaughlin. Perfect. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on, Sarah. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Healthified podcast and hope you enjoyed this episode. If it resonated with you, please share it with a friend or rate and review the podcast, which helps us share the health with more people. For further learning, be sure to check out the linked resources in the show notes and you can connect with us on Instagram at Healthified and at Gratified. Until next time.